Hello, my name is Jeff, and I'm in the never-ending process of recovering from a gambling addiction. And since recovery is all about being honest with yourself and with others, I really feel that I need to come clean about something. See, I got this idea for doing a podcast about 15 months ago, and I recorded this first episode that you're about to hear almost a year ago. And I kept letting technical problems derail me, and then this little voice in my head kept saying, you sure you know what you're doing? And the really short answer is no, I have absolutely no idea what I'm doing. I don't know if my story is gonna resonate, and I don't know if I have a unique perspective that's different from anybody else's, but there's one thing I know, it's that the stigma that goes along with gambling addiction is lessened when we see that other people have suffered and are recovering from this illness. And it's late March 2021, and it's Problem Gambling Awareness Month, and it's really time to stop telling people, well, I'm putting together a podcast, and just do it. So, I hope it offers some value, and here we go. This is The Push. Welcome to The Push, a new podcast, our debut episode really, about compulsive gambling, problem gambling, and hopefully new and innovative ways to treat this addiction and, even better, prevent it from happening in the first place. My name is Jeff, and I will be your host. And like most of you, like all of you, there are many facets to my life. The one that is probably the most relevant to this conversation is the fact that I am a compulsive gambler who last stepped foot in a casino June 19th, 2011. And over those eight plus years, I've learned a lot of lessons. I've made a lot of mistakes. I've learned some more lessons. I've made some more mistakes. And I decided to start this podcast well, there are, it's a long story, and I will regale you with fascinating tales in just a little bit. But in a nutshell, I really finally got sick of feeling the never-ending shame that anyone who's experienced this addiction can certainly relate to. And I thought, maybe I can use some of my strengths and some of my experiences to provide a unique and valuable perspective. Now, there are some really fantastic podcasts out there that are aimed specifically at helping the compulsive gambler and specifically around recovery strategies, and those are great, but it's also not really where my strengths lie. In fact, when I find myself talking to another compulsive gambler or listening in groups, I almost always find that other people have more insight. They have better advice for people. It's just not where my strengths lie. So this podcast is not aimed specifically at the compulsive gambler or their family. It's not aimed specifically at 
the counselor or therapist who's providing really life-saving treatment. It's not aimed at the casino executive or the lobbyist or the legislators or the researchers. It's really aimed at all of those audiences and hopefully more. I call this the push because, first of all, push is a gambling reference where nobody wins, and that certainly seems appropriate. But it also, to me, represents pushing the envelope, new directions and innovative questions and approaches. One of my values that I I really hold dear is curiosity and, and asking different questions. And I hope that that's a perspective that I'm able to bring to this conversation. Thanks for listening. And in today's episode, I thought it was important to just kind of lay the foundation. Uh, It's the only episode, at least of the ones that I have planned, where it will just be me. Most of the time, I'll be bringing in another person to the conversation because, A, I think it's much more interesting than listening to me drone on, but also, B, I'm far from an expert. I know a little bit about a lot of things. I've done a lot of reading. But there are people out there who are doing incredible research and doing incredible work out there. And my goal is to bring those people into the conversation. But today I will tell you a little bit about sort of who I am and what my goals are in starting this podcast. Thanks for listening. I learn a lot in my life from metaphors and quotes, and it's super annoying to some people, but for whatever reason, that is really what resonates with me. And when I think about the purpose of doing this podcast and what I was thinking about, one of the quotes that I just heard, it was actually sent by one of my good Gamblers Anonymous friends, Deb. It's a quote from Pablo Picasso, and it says, the meaning of life is to find your gifts. The purpose of life is to give it away. The meaning of life is to find your gifts. The purpose of life is to give it away. And I know that probably sounds, you know, super magnanimous, like I'm patting myself on the back, but it's not what I'm intending. What I really want to say is I'm finding that by thinking about this and providing this venue, uh, it's really even the planning of it out has been a super invigorating and rewarding process for me. And my hope is that that comes through to all of you as well. So a little bit of background on me as it relates to gambling. I grew up in relatively small town in Wisconsin, pretty insulated. And I had my first experience with gambling when I turned 21. And my older brother, who I had kind of idolized, had moved out to Las Vegas and said, you should come out here. And so I did, and I was completely blown away with the place. And this is back in the like early 90s, so it's even nothing like what it is today. But it was still really impressive and overwhelming. And then I went to graduate school at the University of New Mexico, and I had been kind of talking back and forth uh, with my brother because he was working in the industry at that, at that point. And I decided, well, I have to do a master's thesis, so 
why not do it on casinos? Because I think that's really interesting. And my grad school advisor signed off on the idea and off I went. I did a lot of research. And of course, the mecca of gambling research, not surprisingly, is at the University of Nevada, Las Vegas. So I had to go do field research. I had to. <laughs> and I made probably 10 trips there. And I found myself, instead of always doing research, I spent a lot of that time gambling. Long story short, I finished up my thesis. I graduated and then I got a job teaching at Concordia College up in Moorhead. And Fargo-Moorhead area is a lovely place. I am not putting it down whatsoever. So if anybody's listening from Fargo-Moorhead, I love your town. But <laughs> I was in my mid-20s. I had a lot of factors going on. Stressful new job. Had an unexpected uh, relationship breakup. And I was just quite honestly, a little bit depressed. And so I found myself going to a casino that was about 45 minutes away. And I found myself gravitating more and more towards uh, slot machines where I didn't have to talk to anybody and I could just kind of escape into the screen. And I had an experience there, actually not on the slots, but playing a table game where I had lost badly and I slammed my hand down on the table and probably said some naughty words. And the supervisor had to come over and tell me to settle down. And you have to understand that I'm a kid who was never in the principal's office. I never spoke up, you know, or, or acted up. And so uh, this was a big change in personality. And I noticed that. And so back in 1994, I went to my first Gamblers Anonymous meeting. I just thought, oh, this uh, is a potential problem. And I, I went to that meeting and I remembered thinking after listening to everybody, I remember thinking, wow, these people are way worse than I am. I've got nothing. I'm still paying my bills. I've got no problems. And so I left there thinking, I don't really need that. And then I left Fargo-Moorhead and moved to the Twin Cities to become a blackjack dealer, which made my parents super proud. You know, way to use that master's degree. But I had wanted to get into the industry. And so I dealt blackjack for a year. I got into training and uh, learning and development. And then I decided that I wanted to do something different. I quit my job without having another job. And I went and followed the band Fish, P-H-I-S-H, around the country for a summer. And then somehow another job landed in my lap. But as I got that job, in order to get from that job back to home, I had to drive by a casino every day. And I started going more and more. And then in 2004, something big happened. I met my future wife and we got married in 2006. We had our first child in 2007. We had our second child in 2009. Lots of things were happening. It was great. But our son, who was born in 2007, 
he had some health issues. He had a, he was born with a congenital spinal defect where his top, um, uh, his C1 was not connected. His C2 and C3 were fused. That's the extent of my medical knowledge. But at any rate, he had to be in a brace from the time he was about nine months old until the time he was three when he had surgery. I say all that because it got to be a really stressful time and I was not good at handling it and uh, talking about my emotions. I found myself going a lot to the casino and I even got to the point where I had a pretty flexible job, so I would invent these meetings, all-day meetings sometimes, and I would just go to the casino and come back. And because anyone who's been in one of those places knows that it stinks to high heaven of cigarette smoke, I had to pack an extra pair of clothes. So I would leave the house, drive there, um, I would stop at a convenience store on the way there and I would change into my, what I called my gambling uniform. I would spend all day there, come back home. I would stop at a convenience store beforehand and change back. I would spray myself with Febreze. I would get my other clothes in the laundry and I got really, really good at lying. And it got to the point where I didn't think there was any way out. I thought there was no way that I could ever get myself out of this hole. And then at some point uh, in 2011, I started realizing that um, in GA, we talk about um, there's a, a yellow book that we read often and usually talks about three options if we don't stop. And it's prison, insanity, or death. And I was very close to you know, any of those three. So I ended up calling a friend. Actually, it was a friend of my wife's who I knew was in GA and talked to her. And she said, well, let me take you to a meeting. And I made up an excuse. So I lied about going to GA, which is ironic. And I went there and it, it was great. But then I didn't go again for about another four months because I didn't think there was any way that I could tell my wife about this. And one night I had been sitting up late, late at night for several nights um, and just staring out the window thinking, how, what am I going to do? And then it just suddenly kind of came out and I told her and it was a really, really terrible conversation but also one of the best conversations because it put me on the path. And I knew then that I had consequences. I had accountability. And I talked to so many people in these meetings who have lost everything. You know, people left them, family members left them. They went to prison. And I'm very fortunate that I had a family structure and a friend structure in place that was incredibly supportive and helped me to stop. And so I got into recovery. And like I said, the last time I stepped in a casino was June 19th, 2011. And since that time, I've been really struggling with how do I do something with this? Because there's been something in the back of my head that just said, there is, you have some gifts, you have some strengths, 
And I feel like there's a way to give back, you know, in ways that other people have given to me. So I came to this idea of a podcast because in my, I actually blame it all on Brene Brown, which if any of you have read her, she's a preeminent researcher from the University of Houston. And her work is based on vulnerability and shame and courage and leading your true authentic life. And in, in my day job, I work for a community college and I work in an area where we create and bring in professional development programs. And we brought in a Brene Brown workshop. We didn't actually have her there, but it's her curriculum. And I decided to sit in just sort of as quality control because I wanted to see, you know, what the experience was like. Well, it was amazing. And I found myself, I was supposed to be just sitting in the back like a fly on the wall. And I just found myself totally getting into this. And all of a sudden, I found myself in front of 15 complete strangers um, telling this whole group that oh, I'm a compulsive gambler. And there was this little, you know, voice in my head. And I don't know if you've ever had this situation where you're doing something or you're saying something and it feels more like you're like floating above and you're looking down at yourself. And, and, and I was thinking, what are you doing? I have always held this very close to the vest and I've been very careful about who I tell. And all of a sudden I'm telling 15 complete strangers that I'm a compulsive gambler. And where this, where this went then was I, I really started to think, boy, there's, there is power in telling this story and there is power in getting out of that shame. So I ended up writing a Facebook post and I also got interviewed for uh, the North Star Problem Gambling Alliance, which is the Minnesota chapter of the national organization. I got interviewed for their uh, newsletter, and then I used that interview when it was published um, as a post um, uh, to all my Facebook friends. And I basically laid it out there, and I said, there's two reasons why I'm doing it. I'm not doing it to like get any pats on the back or anything like that. It's not self-serving. Well, it kind of was, but <laughs> the, the first reason I was doing it was because I hoped that other people who are struggling with this or other afflictions have the courage to step forward because there are resources and it can get better. And I'm living proof of that. But the second reason was, and here's the selfish part. I knew that I kind of wanted to do something with this, but I didn't know what. And so I just threw it out there. I said, throwing it out to the universe. Uh, what do you got? And people came back with ideas of questions or people to talk to. And then one person, a relative uh, named Connie, and Connie, you're famous now. She said, why don't you start a podcast? And a couple of other people chimed in and I started thinking about it. I thought, yeah, that would be a great way to hopefully get a, a unique perspective uh, that, that might not be um, not be, might not be out there. So here I am. And the focus of this, of course, is to decrease the impact of compulsive gambling, to increase the awareness and resources. But I knew I didn't want this to be focused on recovery itself. As I mentioned earlier, 
I would be a terrible counselor. Uh, I, I don't want to, I don't want to be a counselor. I'm not good at that one-on-one. -on -one. I don't have great advice um, other than I can tell you about resources. And I have way too much empathy. So I take on stories and I'm not able to just objectively react to them. So I thought about what, what do I have? You know, what's missing um, that might align to my values? Well, as part of this Brene Brown workshop, we did a values exercise. And for whatever reason, the way that this was facilitated really resonated with me. And I came up with four values. One of them was curiosity. One of them was service. One of them was connection. And one of them was humor. And I wanted to find ways to feed all of those values through whatever it is I'm going to do. And, you know, hopefully the service and humor will just kind of come through. I think I'm super funny. Uh, my kids uh, might have a slightly different perspective, um, but I think I'm hilarious. So we'll see. But also connection. I love Gamblers Anonymous. And, and do not get me wrong, that organization saves lives. Uh, I would not have gotten where I am without that organization. Uh, but at the same time, I know that there are other pieces as well. And there are other organizations that are doing great work. And I'm very interested in exploring all of those. And curiosity. Uh, if there's anything else that I am addicted to, it is innovation and asking different questions. Uh, I'm just naturally curious, and I like to look at topics from different perspectives. So my approach, if you continue listening past <laughs> this episode, um, is to bring the conversation together. There are all these different stakeholders. There are the gamblers, the gamblers' families. There are legislators, there are lobbyists, there are therapists, there are educators, there's the casino industry, and they are all really important to the conversation. And if we don't include all of those stakeholders in the conversation, I think it's really difficult to move the needle toward prevention and greater awareness of resources. And that's one of the reasons why I'll just be flat out honest right here. You will not hear me bad-mouthing gambling or the casino industry as a whole. I don't have any problem with it. Just because I cannot gamble normally and responsibly does not mean that I have the right to tell somebody else what they should do with their money. So I don't have a problem with the industry. What I do have a problem with and what I think is important to discuss is the industry's responsibility to be part of the solution to problem gambling and to contribute to responsible gambling resources. And that's where I think the conversation will be much more fruitful. So that was it. I hope it was helpful or at least mildly interesting. I'm going to set the bar real high to begin with. I would love to hear feedback on what you thought and how I can improve in future episodes. Next one should be coming out in two weeks. I'll have some more information uh, about how to reach me. But for now, I'm on Twitter at 
two places, either Jeff Hudson, H-U-D-S-O-N, or The-Push. Either one of those places will find me. Just a couple of housekeeping details uh, before I go away. Uh, First of all, I want you and I need you to know that I'm not a therapist, nor do I want to be one when I grow up. I'm just uh, really a regular guy who fell down a really deep, dark well and had the support of friends and family who helped me crawl out. So if you or someone you know has a gambling problem, please reach out to 800-522-4700, or you can reach the National Council on Problem Gambling at ncpgambling.org. And second, the music that you heard at the beginning and what you'll hear next is courtesy of uh, my favorite Minneapolis-based band called The Heavy Set, which is uh, Americana blues rock band, and they have been super generous to let me use their music for the low, low cost of nothing, which is great because I couldn't afford a lot more than that. So please uh, check them out at theheavyset.com, and I think you'll be glad you did. I predict you're going to enjoy And again, I'm super grateful for their generosity. So thanks for listening. And I hope to chat with you soon next time on The Push. (laughs) 